Captain's Log, recorded after reviewing Masters of the Universe. After analyzing the space and time travel dynamics of the past two films, our AI Travis has been able to dramatically improve our quantum jump drive, allowing us to quickly get back to the Fakusa in 1983. And after reporting to them about their scout mission, they seemed eager to learn how to improve their own space-time travel. We came to an agreement that we would fit an analysis module for them onto the TR-3 in exchange for them continuing to help us with the Genesis protocols and the escape pods we find. Speaking of, we are nearly to our next target of the Rocketeer, where our secondary engineering escape pod signaled from. But our sensors are showing another ship there that seems oddly familiar. We'll find out who or what it is soon enough. Francisco Ruiz, Captain of the Thunder Road 3, signing off. Come on, Eddie. I'm paying you well. Does it really matter where the money comes from? It matters to me. I may not make an honest buck, but I'm 100% American. I don't work for no two-bit Nazi. Let the girl go, then experience freedom by listening to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Thunder Road 3 now online. How can I help you travel through movie space-time today? Course entered. The Rocketeer, 1991. Is this correct? Course set. Rewinding in 3... Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the former pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your exo and mine, Paul, the PaulJPowers.com Powers. That's right. I am PaulJPowers.com. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and also for this discussion of the film The Rocketeer, we welcome, well, I mean, we're, we're getting a signal from the former pod. We ended up in 1991 right next to the former pod. So we'd like to welcome Overcom's captain of the pod, Francisco 2012. Hi, everyone. I'm Francisco Ruiz. Hi, yes, Francisco Ruiz. <laughs> in addition, we are glad to have uh, also joining... Uh, Francisco 2012 on Overcoms is Paul 2012. Hey, Paul. Paul. Sup. Uh, sup to you, Paul 2012. Um, and now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul of today, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for The Rocketeer? All right. The Rocketeer was released Not November 9th, 1929. I don't know what, what? this is. The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer. The oh, that's that that uh, Howard Hughes movie with the blimp exploding at the end, right? Yes, right. but not Aviator. Don't give no. me Aviator now. No, okay. no, no. That's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. All right, all right. Hold on. Let me go back. Okay, Hell's Angels was released May twenty seventh, nineteen thirty. Runs two hours and seven minutes. It was directed by Howard Hughes. Paul. Well, yeah. Paul. That's the Howard Hughes movie. It has a big blimp exploding at the end. Does it actually? You just said yes. Okay, no, but (laughs) oh my gosh, Paul from 1991, The Rocketeer put out by Touchstone Pictures. Oh, 1991, not 2019. No, The Rocketeer. No. Oh, because I was just about to go to that TV show. I'm so glad we're not reviewing that. Okay, (sighs) hold on. 1991. Yes. All right. That could have been brought to my attention yesterday! 
but here we go. Uh huh. All right. The Rocketeer was released June 21st, 1991. It runs an hour and 48 minutes and is rated PG. It was directed by Joe Captain America Johnson <laughs> and it was directed and it was written, sorry, written by Dave Stevens, Danny Bilson, and Paul DeMeo, with lead stars being Billy Campbell, Jennifer Conley, Alan Arkin, and much more. And the music was composed by James Horner himself. Indeed. Are you ready for the box office trivia? Weird. Comms are going in and out, so I guess the 2012 guys aren't going to be able to play along, but I'll play, Paul. Okay. If you're game, what is <laughs> it? I'll play. What? No, well, I'll play ball. I don't. Anyway, sorry. I totally. You could edit play that ball? out too. I'm, I'm game. game. That's the line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rocketeer was made for about forty million dollars and earned just over forty-six million dollars oh. in the box office. Just a little bit over, but not by sure. much. So, given this fact, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies? Re- released theatrically in 1991 and since it was released in 1991 we'll go for the top 91 oh all right uh let's see i'm trying to think of, so this is pre-jurassic park this is after rare uh last crusade 91 doesn't feel like it had a whole ton of movies i'm gonna give it uh i'm gonna give it my uh my birth year 81 <laughs> oh. uh so where did it actually end up though paul Aha, I tricked you. It was 30. Dang it. <laughs> oh, you did trick me. I totally fell for that. <laughs> 30, well, I'm still the closest because I'm the only oh, one. Oh, wow. Guessing. Congrats. <laughs> yes. By Even though process, you lost, you win. <laughs> by process of elimination. That's right. All right. Good job, uh, Cap. Thank you. And thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once. Uh, once Travis is located, our target film. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis spectrum. An innocent discovery. I wouldn't touch that if I were you. A powerful weapon. I want that rocket. A deadly conspiracy. They're working for a Nazi agent. An extraordinary adventure. Jenny's in trouble. We've got the girl. Here he comes! The rocket will come to us. We're only gonna get one pass again! Rocketeer. I like how it said the adventures of the Rocketeer because that was the international uh, title. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you couldn't see in that trailer because they just say Rocketeer. I wonder if they're like, they didn't know which way they were going to go. So they just said Rocketeer because that was Maybe. always going to be there regardless. But uh, that, uh, tr- that trailer, that TV spot probably jogs some memories for us and maybe for you listening. But let's see if what memory mind melt synopsis we came up to when we merged our memories together. Joe Haircut can't catch a break when he flies his plane and disappoints his girlfriend from Labyrinth, driving her into the arms of James Bond. Hello, Eddie. (laughs) Come come on, Eddie. Uh, Who is really a Nazi. So one-hit Wonder Boy finds a rocket pack and saves a beautiful mind's wife from the Nazis exploding blimp. Uh, Yeah, that's that's only partially right. (laughs) 
But based on those memories as flawed as they were, what rain did they lead you to predict for this film before you rewatched it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? I, can you? Someone needs to fix these comps because 2012 us uses are still not up. Uh, what? Yeah, Paul. What Maybe it, it's not really us. If it's really us, what number are we thinking? Sixty-nine, dudes. Nice. Uh, yeah, of course, that's what we're thinking about. Uh, let's see. So let's go with uh, Paul. What was your what was your prediction? I predicted nostalgic. nostalgic. I remember enjoying this in the theaters, and I've seen it a couple times since. But mm-hmm. it's been a while since I've seen it. So okay. yeah, nostalgic. Uh, you know, it's the same for me. I've I thought you know what this could this could hold up. This could pan out. I don't remember this being one of those movies where I always wanted to watch it, but whenever I would watch it, is is fun for the most part. So it'll be Fair interesting enough. to see. If those predictions come true, but uh, first, let's get into the things we liked most about The Rocketeer. Let's spin up our... Best bits. Oh, you know what? That seemed to jog the con. So, the con. Nice. That seemed to jog the con. So, uh, uh, Paul, 2012, it it sounds like you're there. Uh, Why don't you give us your first like? It wasn't this over-the-top, like, oh, wow, it's this mind-blowing thing, but it was a fun... Uh, journey mm-hmm. as this, you know, battling, trying to outwit the spies and uh, trying to get the girl. Yeah, yeah I've, I found that it was it's kind of a, a sort of a, a normal story. But you, you mentioned how you would get the girl, uh, gain the girl, uh, Paul 2012. And I, I got to say one of my likes was uh, just uh, Jennifer Conley's Jenny. I, I really liked how she kept her wits about her throughout most of it, especially when she's captured by oh, okay. by Timothy Dalton toward the end. Um, yeah. I don't really have any idea why she likes Cliff, but her on her own, I, I liked as a character, I'd say. <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah. Um, how about but, you, uh, Paul? Yeah, jumping off of uh, Paul from 2012, I, I guess things don't really change that much. Oh, really? Basically, at my first... One of my likes was the plot itself. Basically, I ramble a lot, well, I guess when I'm younger, but (laughs) right now I could just say it's the plot. It's a fun plot. It's a fun plot. I know Dave Stevens, he was credited as a writer. He's actually the creator of The Rocketeer, and he wrote Mm. the comic books back in the 80s, um, Mm -hmm. and it's based off of that. Yeah. So I was glad that he got involved, and the, the story, I think, carries well over. It's a good movie plot, I think. Nice. Well, very cool. Uh, Let's see. Something else, though, I liked, and including the plot, um, and this was part of it, was I really enjoyed uh, Cliff and Peeves, uh, so Billy Campbell and Alan Arkin's characters, their mm. sense of wonder at the rocket when they discover it's like, Whoa, yeah. what is this thing? Oh, my gosh. This this looks so – they don't say this looks cool or anything, but um, th- there's, there's this really interesting uh, – you could totally see their interest in this and how – this sort of unlocks all these possibilities for them. So I really, mm. really enjoyed uh, how they, uh, I guess, emote toward the the rocket. Was that something that you enjoyed too, Paul, of current Yes day? and no. Very oh, okay. interesting. I will agree and disagree at the same time. I'll agree with you here, and later I will explain more how I disagree. Oh, all right. Well, how about we give uh, Francisco of 2012 a chance? Do you agree about the rocket? The action scenes... For its oh, time, are, and we'll talk about this more in the visuals. But oh, I, I thought they were good, and I was, I was engaged in them. 
Well, I mean, that's good. We don't talk about visuals so much anymore as Maybe its own specific the, thing. Maybe the special effects that he's going to talk about later. Yeah, I mean, I think he did like uh, the special. No, I think he's just talking about the special effects in general. But oh, okay. um, uh, there's some moments like that for me, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But hmm. thank you, old Francisco. Uh, Paul, Wait, Isn't he younger? I, well, yeah, he's from... <laughs> Yes, he is young. Francisco 2012. I'll just say that. Yeah, you're old Francisco now. <laughs> I'm old it. Paul. That's true. Wizened in our old ages. Um, yeah. Paul. And I know it. All what, these years. What was uh, one more like from you? One of the things that I particularly enjoyed and I was impressed by this watch was uh, the stunts. Ooh, the yeah. physical, the physicality of people being thrown around and knocked around, I, I thought were really well done and mm-hmm. it was impressive. So I, I did not expect that from, the, I don't remember that from before. I mean, as something that stood out, but I, mm-hmm. compared to watching today's CGI slugfest, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in yes, movies today, yeah. it, the physicality really stands out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there anything about the physicality that, let's go to uh, uh, Francisco 2012. Anything about that or something else you liked? How it's so cool at the end that the FBI and uh the mobster gangster guys sort of team up against the oh, Nazis. Yeah. 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 I, I, there's something about that. That's re- I don't know. It just totally speaks to me that you can find common ground against a greater foe, no matter who you are. <laughs> uh, so I really like that theme and it, and that's still held up. That is still fun to see that again. Yeah. I could see that. Like you were saying, Paul, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Yeah, Francisco 2012. I'd say you still, uh, 10 plus years later, still believe that. So you still like those types of dynamics. Yeah. You haven't been hardened that one. Well, neither we, you like the plot still. I like that element still. Some things never change. Exactly. Exactly. Kind of, you know what that is. Slow and boring. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this before. What's going on? (laughs) Some things never change. Gosh. Well, before we get into our, our classic, classic makers, makers. Yeah. Uh-huh. we're not ruining like the space time movie continuum by like talking to our old selves or anything like that, right? Like, uh, I'm I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure we're we're okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we love time travel movies, and we're doing the exact thing that we complain about. It seems like. Oh, don't. No, no, don't don't worry. This isn't Chekhov's gun. It's okay. Is I'm what sure you're telling this, me. <laughs> I'm sure this won't trigger uh, some megalomaniac uh, uh, baddie to you know erase our memories or something. Oh wait. Oh no, second. not again. <laughs> <laughs> you thought the first thirty episodes missing was a lot. Wait till they all go missing. <laughs> dun dun dun. Uh, but speaking of. Speaking of that, let's get to our classic makers for the Rocketeer. Uh, let's go back to Paul 2012. Uh, what did you appreciate the most about this film? The original story that you were talking about was mm. written uh, by the guy who created the Rocketeer, the original comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also drew it and everything. Oh, cool. That was, again, uh, Dave... Dave Stevens. Dave Stevens, yes. Mm. Right. So... And and they said on the podcast that basically they took his, I think it was like five comic books miniseries, five mm-hmm. or six miniseries, I think it was five, 
and they built the movie off of that. A lot of the the movies based on that. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I went on eBay and I I uh, got a trade paperback for under ten dollars of Ooh. the whole collection of it. Oh, nice! So read it. And then I wanted to watch it again after reading it. And then this came up and it was like, oh, cool, we can watch it for the podcast. And mm-hmm. So it I is read cool. it before watching it. And the whole idea, the story of, you know, there's the the Nazis who have this rocket and the FBI's after them. They hide it in the plane, you know, and then uh, Cliff takes it and... Yeah, yeah, I just saw the movie. Pick it up. That whole segment is Mm -hmm. from the comic books. Yeah, okay. So, but, if you... I'm always a big fan of the books, usually more than the movies. Like, oh, the book's better, right? Sure, yeah. But this is one of the cases where the book is fine, but the movie brings it up, like, a whole nother level. Like, you have that, and then they really expand on it. Huh. So, um, there's a couple little differences. Like, the girl is actually, um, in the comic books, it's actually the pinup star Betty Page. Okay. And, uh, for Jane people who know that. And, basically, she's this, uh, not a Hollywood actress, but this model. Mm-hmm. And, uh, his, his, uh, whole thing, his, motivation in the comic books is to just to try to win her over okay to to win the money at first then what i liked about the movie it's like he's trying to uh first they're struggling to make money just to make ends meet you know Mm -hmm. for the airplane yeah but in the comic books it's always to impress her to make money to impress her so i like a little more you know, let's make believable. this a little more real. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, believable, real. So I appreciate the story a little uh, with the movie a little more after reading the comic book because it hmm. just brought it up to another level. So that's I know cool. Long winded. <laughs> also, it's a it's a slide. It didn't pull up very fast. That's okay. My uh, analogy, you know, in soaring this, but I liked the story better after reading the original book. And so I'm curious, did you go back, uh, Paul of current day, to read the, the, the trade paperback again? All right. Paul of the past, close your ears and, and eyes because um, Future Me went out and, and got the hardback collected Whoa. edition uh, where they redo all the um, – they recolorize everything. And wow. it's not only the, the five issue. It's also the issues afterwards that, that people did. So it's like a complete – that's um, so cool wow uh, i have not read further than the original five mm-hmm. um that were issued but um uh so to answer your question no yeah i won't go on and on like i did before in the past <laughs> <laughs> i just watched the movie this review and and don't worry uh uh the pod from 2012 can only hear us in the thunder road three here they can't see us so they're not okay. seeing so past you isn't seeing all the posters up that you have okay. today and stuff. Though I just and how uh, how handsome I look more in the future. Exactly. Yes. Than I did yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I age well like wine and, and Sean Connery. <laughs> Shower, a shave, and a feel of a shoot. Yes. Um, all right, that's awesome. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Twenty twelve. Uh, Francis- that was me. Yes. I oh, know. oh, sorry. I know you confused us, but you were thinking. 
Sorry, I'm confusing us now. There's like two of me here. Yeah. So you were thinking pass Paul the for pass his classic for maker. his classic maker. Yes. Okay, now I'm caught up. Let's go with um Paul. Let's go with my classic maker. So of, Francisco the future. Fu- yeah. Or current, now. current Francisco. Right now. Oh, we should talk to we're our right future now, selves. How would we do that? We talk to our future selves all the time. They come and tell us the final ratings. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Uh, good point. But my classic maker uh, needs no future self to tell him what it is. And it's actually just one element from this movie. It's one set piece. I really enjoyed the rescue of the guy in the biplane. I forget his name. He's a character actor. Oh, yeah. That was Pa Kent from uh, yes. Lois and Clark. Yeah, yeah. That that char- that actor. Yeah. Um, but I, I just loved how – I thought it was sweet that he was trying to, like, help Cliff not, you know, not get in trouble. He goes up in the plane and it's just – he can't do it. And then Cliff uses this opportunity to don the rocket and go and save him. And I thought that was just really thrilling. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I just wish the rest of the movie was as good as that. The actor's name is Eddie Jones and Thank he played you. Malcolm. Yes, yes, Eddie Jones. Is he also in Son-in-Law? I feel like he is. No, he's not the but main that's pa- dad, no. but I feel like he's in it. No, but the Perry White is yeah. also he was the 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 main dad oh, in yeah. Son-in-Law is oh, Perry, Perry White, White. That's in right. Lois and Clark. That's why the, where the connection <laughs> All is. All roads lead back to like, Lois and Clark apparently. I hope not, but <laughs> at well, least they made the path. Get it? Lois and Clark. Uh, 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 that's Lois and Clark. Uh, I am now curious. Paul was current Yo. day Paul. What's your classic maker? Then we'll get to uh, past Francisco classic maker. All right. Hold on, past Francisco. I'm going to go first. All I'm right. going to say that the cast Ooh. is the best part about this film. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have uh, the new guy who plays the Rocketeer himself, Billy Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he did a, a fantastic job. You you have Jennifer Conley in I her will prime. Have more to say about Billy Campbell. <laughs> Good. I hope you do, Mister Haircut. Um, <laughs> uh, like I, I uh, uh, there's a couple in here that mm-hmm. um, I will uh, of the cast that I will say for later. But mm. it's it's fun seeing old familiar faces. Absolutely. Like, yes. Like uh, like O'Quinn. I just said, Pa. Yeah, Pa Kent, Terry O'Quinn from Lost, and there's a. Uh, if for Deep Space Nine people, there's uh, darn it, what's Quark's brother's name? He always Rom or Rum. Yeah, or something. yeah. He's he's yeah. he's without makeup. He's the uh, one of the the villains in the beginning trying to steal the oh, rocket. Really? So, okay. Cool. Uh, there there's a couple of people in there that's like, oh, I remember that guy from oh, somewhere. That's cool. Yeah. So, but I thought the cast was fun. Cast was fun. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Francisco 2012, was there anyone, was the cast your classmaker by chance or someone from the cast? I thought it was interesting uh, to see Alan Arkin again. I had forgotten that he was in that movie. And he he played the mechanic. Peeves, yeah. And the thing I remember most nobly from is Little Miss Sunshine. So this is a different role. Um, And he's way younger in this. Mm. But I thought it was cool (laughs) to have this sort of... uh, Mechanic character, what are you doing? What's going on over there in the pod? I'm making faces trying to see. Why are you making faces, Paul? Oh, Oh. I see. I'm still up to my old shenanigans. Good job, Coach. Keep going. Waiting to keep us on track. Yeah, keep us on track, Coach. (laughs) So it's good to see him in a different role. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. And I thought he did. It's really cool how. 
just how much he wanted to, you know, make the rocket as good as it could be, even to the end of the movie. He's like, sure. oh, this is, look at this. We could enhance it this way. Yeah, he, I thought he did a good job of portraying an engineer. Yeah. Absolutely. And his wisecracks were some of the funniest, I thought. In Who? Peeves? Yeah, Peeves. His okay. Alan Arkin's wisecracks. All right. I'll let you have it. You better, because Francisco of 2012 is just as cool as Francisco of today. So, right. yes, we shall have it. Awesome. So it's cool hearing what 2012, it sounds like the 2012 us's and the current us's are pretty much in agreement on a lot of the same things. We still like uh, some of the same elements, but some maybe more fine tuned on the things we like. But it'd be interesting to see if we also dislike a lot of the same things. So let's get to the, wait. Oh, ah, one of these days I'll get this, but I'm looking at my notes and realize there's one more thing I like. Don't worry, people of the past. He does this all the time. He's, he's getting old. He's getting forgetful. Yeah, that happens to me. Anyway, it is. Walking. (laughs) Uh, you know, but sorry about that. But yeah, one more thing I like is stunning and brave. Each week, hosts Chris Cowan and Nate Henderson confess their privilege, spotlight stunning social media posts, and fabricate outrage, all while keeping you super woke and enlightened. They'll make you laugh. That's right. They have no choice. Check out Stand Brave at standbrave.net. And I will say they were on a bit of a hiatus, but um, Nate and another Chris that used to do uh, the previous show that... Um, uh, with Chris Cowan and Nate Henderson. They used to do a show called Pop Mockers. And uh, the Chris Chris Quant from that show came back for a special episode on Staying Brave. So if you're like, are they, are, are they going to... Where's a new episode? There's one for you now about a fun water... Great Wolf Lodge trip. So enjoy So that. where can people find that? At stayingbrave.net. And that's great, Francisco. But what does that have to do with the Rocketeer? Well, Chris Cowan, one of the hosts, it's in his top 10 movies. But what does that have <clears throat> he to... He likes what, The Rocketeer. But what does Stunning and Brave have to... Oh, my gosh. How is that a like? Oh, you like that oh. he likes it. <laughs> yes. Actually, I don't because it's a Disney movie. So let's move on to trivia. <laughs> yes, about The Rocketeer. That yes, be about better, The Rocketeer. Yes. All right. Yes. Did you realize? Uh, no. Wait. Please tell me. Oh, more. dang it. Comms are down again. So this is what? only going to be for you, Paul. Uh, yeah, to the pod. So 2012 buses aren't going to participate, apparently. But, uh, Paul, did you realize that the original inventor of the rocket pack was 30s pulp novel hero Doc Savage, the Man of Bronze, in the original graphic uh, book by Dave Stevenson? Well, though you've read it, so you probably are aware of that. I How- haven't read the uh, the the graphic comic book of doc savage oh okay well however though because of licensing considerations disney did not seek permission from conde nast i'm not sure who that is the oh the copyright copyright holder holder of of doc Doc savage Savage, and opted to substitute doc savage with the flamboyant billionaire howard hughes so my question to you paul is if you had to go by some comic book sounding name so they went from whoa 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 sorry let me hold go back for a second there yeah uh, like I said, it's I I didn't reread the the graphic novel for this watch. Yeah. So maybe Doc Savage is in there as okay. the original rocket. Um, well, rocket inventor. rocket inventor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So, anyway, 
So my question to you, though, Paul, is... Oh, yeah. If you had to be some comic book... If you had to go by some comic book-sounding name, what would it be? So they went from a cool Doc Savage to Howard Hughes, but if you were doing the reverse, Paul Powers to what? Well, so I would go from pauljpowers.com to Paul Powers, because Paul Powers is an excellent comic book name. It actually is. Okay, anything else, though? (laughs) What's better than that? Francisco Ruiz? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a name? Uh, Yes, Captain Cunning. Cunningham? Like the the, the from the happy days? Oh, my gosh. All right, Mr. Cunningham. Great Cap- trivia, Francisco. Captain hates Disney. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, now that you, we've Paul. all had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories your awesome rewinders had about the Rocketeer. Awesome. So uh, David Gardner says, James Bond is the bad guy. What? What? Uh, James Felix says that any aerospace engineering problem can be fixed with the firm application of chewing gum. <laughs> And uh, Chris Cowan responded to that and added a little bit more. He said, or sabotage by the removal thereof. Uh, definitely top 10 favorite movies, he says. Wardell White says, the movie coming out just weeks after my high school graduation. I had fun watching this movie. Oh, nice. Uh, Kevin Joshua Burnham says, favorite underrated film that didn't receive the recognition like it should have. I would love to see this get rebooted again. Also, mm-hmm. the best quote about acting is in this movie. Acting is act. Let me do my my Timothy Dalton. Acting is not acting when you're not acting. So, act- oh wait, acting- it's, it's not Timothy Dalton who says it in the movie. It's not. It's, it's the, the director oh, saying right. it to one okay. of the the cast. Oh, then in that case, I'll do some other voice. Yeah, acting is acting like you're not acting. So act, but don't act like you're acting. Yeah. Uh, many many hear this in the film business and still not still not comprehend what this means in the movie world. It's one thing to say. It's another thing to do it. Yeah, good point. All right. Dustin Warford says, never underestimate the power of chewing gum. Yeah. Steve Hamilton says, the bubblegum fixing the fuel leak. That seems to be something that really stuck stuck out in people's memory. Uh, so anyway, Steve says, the bubblegum fixing the fuel leak, the diner, the Dick Tracy type characters, Indiana Jones meets Captain America plus Boba Fett. Love this movie as a kid and this action and the action was awesome. Speaking of sticking out in memories, uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy Shields left a gif of uh, Jennifer Conley. And Pitt, so. <laughs> which I don't think any of them were from The Rocketeer. Which is, No, is it doesn't have to be, but that's what he remembers. <laughs> uh, Reed Benson says, nothing. I mean, I think I remember a barn somewhere. It's been a very long time. I should watch it again. Or should you? Darn it. I had this. I listened to the pronunciation and everything well, just so I, I could it, say it right. I, I know. Right now there. Paul. Paul Cretudinus. Paul Cretudinus. Paul Cretudinus. Paul Cretudinus. Oh, sure. Fine. Is, is how Google said it was. Paul Cretudinus. Cretudinus. That's the, that I is, is, all right. Paul Cretudinus. All right. Philip Hurd saw this in the theater back in the day and says it holds up great a fun and fascinating film that succeeds as a throwback to classic cinema and sci-fi stories mm. jennifer conley may have been the most pulchritudinous character in film history here like that's even a word it is oh it's it's from the latin where the word beauty actually comes from pulchrit pulchris or pulchritude or something it means beautiful 
It's a very um well what it's not ironic. It's uh well maybe ironic. It's a very ugly word for something that means be- really beautiful, but all right. Well maybe beauty's in the, uh, the eye of the beholder. That's and a some good people point. think that word is beautiful. You know what? Not ugly. Fair point. And let's see if a cinema guy, James Harlan, had a good point. He says that I would have gladly seen Billy Campbell take over as Indiana Jones in the 90s. Oh, interesting. I think that might have worked. Like, I wonder if he means instead of the other guy that did uh, Young Indiana Jones. No, he was too old. Oh, no. Yeah, Billy Campbell is just a little bit too old. But I mean, if they tried to keep the series going, kind of like they do with James Bond, replace him every few years. Yeah, I could have seen that maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so thank you all for sharing your memories. And none of them, no one seemed to have a bad memory of this, but there are probably some things we didn't like about. Well, hold on. Let's check the comms first. Are they working? Oh, oh yeah. They're back. Oh, sweet. All okay. right. Good. Let's good. talk about what we dislike. Yeah. Let's talk about what we dislike. Travis, bring up the dislike section. Worst woes. All right. And let's start with uh, Francisco. You always have the hate. So uh, Francisco 2012, what didn't you like <laughs> about? Well, maybe maybe you didn't. Maybe I didn't have the hate back then. Let's see. What, but what did you like about The Rocketeer? Yeah, just overall, I felt the story of him finding the rocket and then oh, trying to the keep it away from the bad guys and then yeah. using it. I felt like he could have done a lot more with the rocket, yeah, the rocket that's him fly as away. a rocketeer could have had a lot more adventuring than mm, what yeah. transpired. But it wasn't his. Well, yeah, but he could still have. I I don't know that one rescue thing that he did. Thank you, Francisco Twenty Twelve. You're I think absolutely right. There's there need to be more adventures, or some way he gets the rocket back to set up more adventures or something. I mean, is that all it is in the? In the five issue or whatever, he just... I told you it's been a while since I, re- <laughs> I read it. I don't remember. But but maybe uh, Paul from 2012 can tell you that. But he said the movie is better. They do, But they do set up the, the him getting a, a rocket in the... At the end of it, like, or at least Peeves has oh, the, yeah, the he instructions has the of building. To, oh, that's yeah. true. That's a good point. All right. That's fair. All right. Well, then I'm going to go with something I didn't like current day. Okay. Uh, and that's uh, something that was in the movie for some reason that I don't get. And that's Lothar the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> I just... The I, big... The yeah, big, the big Dick Tracy-looking character. Yeah. He's just, I thought it was a great character, no? He's just a huge uh, thug. <laughs> he doesn't feel necessary. He feels like he could have been taken out. I'm curious, though. Uh, Paul, did you, so Paul current day seems to like Lothar. Paul 2012, did you care for Lothar much? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did? Because I always thought he was kind of uh, strange. Oh, oh. One of these things doesn't belong here. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's kind of like a leftover from Dick Tracy. Exactly. Well, it worked here. Let's put him in here. Yeah. It was just a little bit too over the top. I can see that. um, Mm -hmm. So he stood out to me, yeah. So, so but he's he changed a, he, since then. Well, Paul? let's put it this way: he's a goon. You want to have a, a goon, uh, like a heavy hitter, and you want to have him stand out. But I, I do agree that he stood out too much for this 
movie genre, uh, yeah. genre, but this maybe Here, this film. Here's the thing. I think then if you want, I, I get what you're saying. You want the like the strong, imposing uh, brute that doesn't have all the brains necessarily because you want to reserve the brains for your main bad guy, right. Timothy Dalton. Oh, OK. Yeah. But then have him replace one of the other gangs, not the gangsters, but one of the other Nazi guys, I guess. I feel like there's just like too many like bad guys that you could compress some of them. Welcome to the real world. There's too many bad guys. <laughs> I didn't realize this was trying to be real. Okay, good to know. Well, the more real, the more dramatic, the more <sighs> tension. Well, Paul, what was Paul current day? What was something oh, okay. that's just overly dramatic for you, maybe? Uh, maybe I'm going to steal somebody's, but Ooh. the big giant blimp with a big giant Nazi symbol <laughs> flying all around Hollywood and Los Angeles. Well, isn't and this nobody before, shoots it down or no, this anything. This is before World War II, before we entered the oh, war, though. Oh, no, they're invading Europe and it, uh, in 1939, mm-hmm. okay? The, the U.S. has not entered the, yeah. uh, the war yet. Yeah, yeah. But if there's a big blimp, I'm sure there are some people who would not... Uh, have that flying over their head if they had the means. I suppose so. I su- I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there were lots of giant Nazi blimps <laughs> flying all over the U.S. in 1939, <laughs> and nobody cared. But I highly doubt it. Well, because they set it up in the when uh, Billy Campbell, when Cliff and Jenny are in the movie theater, that they're on. It's like a peaceful excursion or something. That that's something. It, it seemed to make it sound like that's something that did oh, happen. Yeah. They so, tried to seed that. Yeah. Well, it just seemed very weird to me. Okay. As this is one of those people from the future looking back at the past going, oh, that's weird. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that. Um, let's see. Uh, Francisco from the past, was there anything else that was weird to you? Oh, did you know this was... Uh, oh, Paul, what Billy, are you doing? What's his name? Campbell. Yeah, this was his first movie. And his yeah, last. I said now, that. I don't really remember him another thing. Oh. <laughs> exactly. But I thought he did really good for a first-time actor in the lead role. You know, I I thought he was fine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Tell me go. more. <laughs> Here's the th- actually. Let me go back. Him acting was fine, but was in terms of the character. I and I didn't really have a memory of his of the character in general, but I thought it was he was very one dimensional the character. And mm. I, again, I'm not quite sure how this compares with the comic book, though it sounds like the movie was at a better level than the comic or the graphic novel, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But I guess he just didn't seem to have much of an arc. He wanted to um, fly in the the what's it called the Nationals mm. of mm-hmm. the flying race things and he wants the girl the whole way but you would think i i almost want to say it seems like if you found this rocket thing um back to this again yes yeah, <laughs> i right. mean kind of going to what you said his motivation is just to get the girl and earn enough money to get the back into doing what he's doing. Whereas if you think you find something like that, it's almost like I expect you to do more with it. Than, yeah, do more. Than just yeah, exactly. plane. It's very similar to the comic book. Oh yeah. As far as, as 
there isn't much of a story arc for his character Mm -hmm. as far as his learning from anything or how is he different because in the end he doesn't have the rocket yeah he just has a plane but and the girl but he 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 had those things at the beginning which is weird it's almost like it was a reverse arc it's he's Start off. Reverse it, you know what it was? It was like in video games where it's like a sequel, and you start off with all your items, and then you lose them all because of some stupid thing in the game, and you go through the whole game again and find them all. Yeah, just to get to that. Okay. Like Metroid. I think there's and games so, like that. So maybe it's about the journey, which you thought was boring. <laughs> yes, exactly. But. Paul, so I'm curious in response to me from 2012. Do you? I'm sorry, we went all over the place. What was the thing that you didn't like? <laughs> it was Billy Campbell, and also the story okay. being that oh, he doesn't story. have an arc. Well, that he doesn't yeah. have an arc. He sort of just that's fine. Neither does Indiana Jones, but we won't not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. that's I mean, and, and having a one-note character, we talked about how like. In Masters of the Universe, both Skeletor and um, Tolkien, Tolkien, oh James Tolkien, yeah, yeah, yeah. both one note characters that was actually stupendous, best parts of the movie. So one note characters can work, (sighs) not but they. Well, I mean, he is the Skeletor is the main villain. I was going to say they're the secondary characters, but no, no, even the main. I don't know. I guess I want my my main hero. To mm-hmm. to grow up in some way, and I didn't like Indiana see, Jones. It, it is it's almost not the like years, it's the miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like by the end, the other characters sort of saw him more grown up uh, because they like Jenny still wanted to be with him for some reason, and the other characters were like, "Oh yeah, we can trust you now with this new plane." But he himself didn't seem to really earn it for some reason to me. Well, earn it. He's the one that strapped on the 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 back and uh, strapped the rocket on his back and went and got the girl back when everyone was telling him not to. Yeah, that, that's easy though. Anyone could do. That. <laughs> but not a lot of people would. I know. I'm being I'm being facetious. No, you're. That's a, that is a fair point. That certainly shows bravery. Right. Um, that a lot of people wouldn't have for sure. All right, that's yeah. that's a good point. But um, let's get to a good point you had against this movie, Paul of current day. That's something else you talk oh, about. Oh yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the music, shall we? Oh. By James Horner. Mm-hmm. It has a, a great intro well not no, the, not the intro sort of like really slow like really. Yeah, wispy, there's but. a slow melody at the beginning. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. This is a great, a fantastic bridge mm-hmm. or love theme. Mm-hmm. It is a terrible Rocketeer theme. <laughs> uh, the Rocketeer should have music that invokes action, danger, and excitement. Yeah. Not this slow melody. It's so, it, it felt like they were trying to make it a period piece right off the bat, because period pieces sort of that, start that way. And yeah, I don't that, think that's what you want. That melody is great for the period of maybe that's the the flyers, the airplanes, you know, th- their theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not the Rocketeers themes, or it yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when so, it goes on, I feel like he does have a better theme when it when you're actually seeing him like in that. Uh, it's not a better, that slow melody uh-huh. is not a better theme. I mean, that slow melody is a better theme than oh, anything else in the movie. I see what you're saying. And okay. the Rocketeer, the main character, deserves a better theme than that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I don't really remember much of the the this movie's 
music, though, I think they've used this. I mean, James Horner is used in so many places. It's hard right. to know exactly where. It's very forgettable. It's very in the back. It doesn't stand yeah. out except for that one melody. And the, it should have opened with the title. They had the Rocketeer, and mm-hmm. it has that slow melody. No, that's where the fast-paced Rocketeer thing theme should come in and then when they open the doors and they show the airplane then they can put in the soft melody that's fine i think this is one of those movies that would have been served by sort of there's a lot of modern movie making uh mentality and paradigms that i do not like but one that i that has become uh, more in vogue in i think the mid 2000s to today is when you're gonna have like an action movie you start off well i mean no actually this has been a in vogue forever. James Bond did this. You start off right. with like an action set piece and then right. that sort of kicks off your movie if that's like the style of movie you're going for, which I think this could have very well should have. Should have had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um start off with the the chase scene of with the, you know, with the guns them going after the rocket kind of a thing. Uh, that would have been fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, yeah so I, I get that, Paul, that the music doesn't really fit. Uh, some other things that I, I the music probably didn't really Necessarily take you out of the movie, but probably you know what would have been a better theme. Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. That would have. We just haven't played it in a while, so I thought go I'd to a Mexican it. restaurant. Then, then you could just have that in the background. Uh, but it's not Mexican; it's South American. But <sighs> just wanted to clarify. No, that's fair. South American, as opposed to American. No, it's United States. I'm not going to get on that soapbox. Anyway, too late. Um. Uh. I have a few nitpicky things that took me out of the movie. Um, much like I just took off that kookaburra bird and put it into Mexico. No, these took me out of the movie. Uh, <laughs> one of them was, uh, so he's flying in the plane that they're going to take to nationals. And then he's, he sees this car chase with guns. It's like, Oh, let me fly down low and possibly get yeah. hit by bullets. Cause that makes sense. And I don't then think he, he knew that they were bullets. I, I think he could see, at least from the camera's angle, he could see that shooting was happening. So I don't know. Uh, then the flame that comes off the rocket, I think would toast and burn off his legs. It is so close. Uh, even in the trailer we were watching, it's so like just burning. His legs, so I don't know how that how we. He's they, wearing fireproof pants. They didn't say anything to inside. that. They didn't say anything to that effect. See, in in thirty nine, they had that kind of technology in there. And that was everyday lost pants. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was too bulky and and expensive. Just like so in nineteen eighty five, you can buy buy plutonium at every corner drugstore, but right. you can't do it anymore. Yeah, okay, exactly. And then finally the. I, I thought much like your whole, you know how you were saying the the blimp with the Nazi simple yeah. flying over America was taking you out. It totally took me out of the movie that all of a sudden the Griffith Observatory there's just this whole uh, Nazi commando legion right there, right? To well, just they're like, hiding fight. in the bushes. We just hiding in the bushes for the, yeah. how long? How when did they show up? They're just there for how long? Hours. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't. It Where did that blimp show up from? <laughs> it was hiding in the bushes. It was hiding for hours. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, because it's it's a very visual thing to see that blimp with the Nazi symbol. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go to, so that's my just like uh, uh, old Francisco, uh, Francisco 2012. Young uh, Francisco. Young Francisco, yes. You're old Francisco. That's right. That's right. Francisco 2012. Did you have something else that you didn't like before we get into our tragic makers? 
Jennifer Conley. Oh, really? What? This is char- her character, and I didn't really recall this about her. I felt like she was kind of this dichotomy between what? being vapid and being resourceful. It seemed like she was way too into the into um, the James Timothy Dalton. Dalton's character. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then she also liked uh, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Did she yeah, Cliff Seacourt. Cliff Seacourt. And I don't know. She didn't seem like... Seem like what? <laughs> I, I wish I had the words. She just didn't seem all that like caring idiot. about either of them. I mean, she did yeah, I agree outwardly, that. but it almost... There wasn't... Mm. It's almost like there was some... Un, un, something underneath where she didn't really care about them. I don't know why I yeah. got that sense. No, no, I, I totally see that because, yeah. um, well, like I said, some of the casting, um, it, and this, this is like Timothy. All right. First of all, Timothy, let, let me, let me seg, let me, let me take a transition. rabbit trail off. <clears throat> yeah. Sure, transition go and go yes, into yes. it because, uh, and I'm going to save Jennifer Conley for last because that goes into my tragic maker. And yeah. This is, uh, um, which I'll say real quick, I'm surprised that. I seem to like her more these days. She made one of my likes, so now yeah. 2012 did. So let's continue. go back to the cast. I said I like yes. the cast. Here's what I didn't like about the oh, cast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Timothy Dalton. This was my first movie of seeing Timothy Dalton Oh, in. really? Okay. So, you know, pre-James Bond and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So whenever he's acted and anything else, even like Beautician and the Beast or whatever, <laughs> he did such a great job in this movie, The Rocketeer, uh-huh. of being a Nazi spy that I really think he's a Nazi spy <laughs> in everything else that he does. James Bond, everything. In real life, I think he's a... He, that's how good of an actor he is, Timothy Dalton. You so are. he's but too good for this movie is what you're he's, saying? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't. I think maybe the casting was off on it. I don't yeah. know. Or, or it was too good. Or he just was on a, a such another level that that no, it made everyone else agree. look bad. I don't know. I totally agree with that. He was fantastic. I don't know why he didn't make my like list, but he, he was really good for sure. Someone I'm going to disagree with your like list is Alan Arkin. What? Now, okay. As yeah, an actor, I one of the things about he, he's not a bad actor no, because yeah, yeah. he in this movie he was believable. Yeah. Every every line. Mm-hmm. But even more so, I was believable to me that he really just didn't have anything better to do. Like Alan Arkin or Pete? Alan Arkin. Okay, yeah, yeah. Pete, especially like the first half, it seemed like he was like phoning it in or just. Yeah, I thought that was just part of his character, but I I guess I can kind of see what you're saying there. He, he, he was his emotional level Uh was not there for Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying maybe the character you know is supposed to be a thinker, so he's not that emotional, but I. It, he looked almost like He-Man in Masters of the Universe in that he was bored. <laughs> like, all right, all right. He didn't have anything better to do. But, okay, all right. Um, Anyone else in the so cast? So Jennifer Conley. Ah, uh, yes, here we go. She she is a good actress, mm-hmm. but I think she acted better in Labyrinth. Yeah. And even afterwards, a lot of the movies that she's done afterwards, I think she is a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. In this movie, I don't think, and maybe Alan Arkin got to her and like she was just phoning it <laughs> in or something. <laughs> I don't or, think they have made scenes together, but okay. 
or, or they were hanging around set. That just stuff, you know, spreads like a oh, virus. Yeah. That's it. Yes, exactly. Not enough Timothy Dalton influence, <laughs> I guess. But I don't know if we're ready for my tragic maker because that's no, oh, not quite. I, yet. Oh, I was about to say is I don't think it's necessarily um, Jennifer Conley's fault though, and mm. that fault is what my tragic maker is. Okay, I'll save that. Well, I, you know what I will say that. Um, I okay. I'll say this. I was gonna say, but this makes me sound super lecherous, like a lecherous creep. That uh, Jennifer Connelly and also several Timothy Dalton for sure. There are lots of uh, characters that were easy on the eyes. I'll say. Okay. Yes. Um, Paul from the 2012. Oh, was okay. there anything uh, visually maybe about this movie you didn't like though? And then when he landed in the water, when he was rolling around and he skipped through the water and landed in the mud, the animation oh, yeah. of him in the water looked total. It's like, okay, that, no, they needed better reference for that. No, I didn't even pick up on that. I thought that yeah, looked fine. Either. So oh, that's okay. interesting. But, I mean, that's, I, I think that's a valid way to kick off our tragic makers, Paul, from the past. I think you could have done better. <laughs> oh, dang it. You said kickoff. I know, but Paul, why don't you yes. fast forward ten years to you current day? What's your cl- yeah. what's your tragic maker today? Oh, okay. So there's something missing. Mm-hmm. There, I, I agree with you. I think from the past. Now I'm getting you and your past mixed up. But <clears throat> somebody said <laughs> there's a lot of us around here. Sorry, but there's somebody said like. The attraction Jenny had was more towards Timothy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, what's his character's name? I forget. I always call it's him just Nazi Tim- Spy. Neville his Sinclair. His name is not Timothy Dalton. It's Nazi <laughs> Spy. Sorry, Timothy. <laughs> Neville Sinclair is the character's name. Yes. Okay. Whatever your fake name is, yeah, Nazi <laughs> Spy. <laughs> There's something there. There is there is a lack of chemistry with um, between Jennifer Con- Conley and Billy Campbell. Amen. Definitely. Yes. Um, but I think there's something in the script. There's Ooh. not anything for these actors that give to, them chemistry, to, really. Or, right. To basically hang that on for yeah. them to like to to really dive in and flesh that out yeah. even if it's just for a few seconds. I mean mm-hmm. they did have some scenes together mm-hmm. and they were fine but it and the the tragic maker is is here you have this guy and girl they they're together they break up they she gets kidnapped he goes and rescue her this would be great if there was some dynamic chemistry between yes, them. Yes, yes. And maybe they tested well. I mean, like like it was said earlier, they're both good-looking people. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the kiss at the end seemed like authentic enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's all that in-between stuff. There's nothing, unfortunately, there's nothing, there's like no glue that really puts all this together, that holds it romantically yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they needed some... uh the relational tension that they put in didn't yeah. make sense. He was just jealous of everything. I wish right. there was something that like she was, um, she maybe wanted, I don't know. I, kids is too, too sort of mundane an example, but maybe she wanted more from the relationship. Maybe he was sort of not quite ready. Something that there is some like internal, uh, relational dynamit dynamism. 
I don't know, something that like I don't know, but their relationship is boring. <laughs> yes, their relationship is boring. It seems like we we can't. It's almost like we're coming into uh, a marriage <laughs> where the the couple just like is there because they agreed to be there. They don't really love each other that much anymore, or care about each other that much anymore. They're just like, but, okay, well, I'll be with you. They're no, they're they're in the mundane of of everyday life. Yeah, but and so, and you'd think that this type of thing. See, here's the thing. Here's yeah. why I think would would have helped. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. I if, I think you're wrong because there's more <laughs> chemistry in speed between Sandra Bullock and and Neo. But there's nothing really. I, what is there for them to hang on? You know, romantically, yeah. for scenery and I, stuff. I, I don't know. I would have liked it if they we saw like you know when he's in, at the set and push and he accidentally pushes the thing over and it ruins it. Yeah, uh, I would have liked it if she actually realized that he was really wanted to see her perform and, and, or, or no, that's not what it was. He just wanted to She's tell her about the rocket. never glad to see him Yeah, that that's much. the thing. I, I would have liked some like, oh man, you're, you came, you're like here to see yeah. me. I, I would have enjoyed something like that. And same for him. It's always like, oh, you're, he, he like seems so conceited. Why didn't you come to see my, my thing with Bob, my, my, uh, whatever it was. Yeah. It was because they're, they're in the middle of the relationship. Not. Yeah. yeah but I, so to to sort of speak to them still having this affection for each other, it would have been nice to have seen. Oh, I came to your yeah. thing, you came to my thing, etc. Even though things fall, things go badly. He could still knock over the thing, but it's still nice it's that he's frustrating trying. because it's the main relationship of yes. the film, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it is slow and boring. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And you know what? That sort of just leaves my tragic maker, which is pretty much just a rehash of everything you said, Paul. Um, well, it, not quite so much. I, you, whereas you took issue more with Jennifer Connelly's character, I really just took issue, or the romance, I should say. Yeah. I took issue with Billy Campbell. I cared about everyone else more. I would have mm. preferred to see, like, almost like a Godfather style thing about Eddie Valentine over, <laughs> like, just a story about his character, like how he gets to, uh, Know this Timothy Dalton actor, how he's setting up his Nazi spy, <laughs> Nazi his spy, name. how he's building his criminal empire. I think that would have been more interesting than whatever's happening with Billy Camp with um, Cliff Secord's character. So, oh wow, I just is I, it the haircut? I, yeah, Joe haircut. Jeez, yeah. No, I think it's just he doesn't seem to care about every anyone but himself and him getting to nationals. I think there's this element that he wants to provide for Jenny at some point. So he feels like he has there to. There needs to be, be a the, little deeper. <clears throat> you're, you're right. There needs yeah. to be a few lines that that where he expresses his desire, his need, his yeah. want in the world. Exactly. Why, his motivation. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, I think that would why it a trumps lot. everything else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's my tragic maker. Uh, so now that we've entered our trajectories into the firing computer, Travis, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Salvo authority accepted. Ratings prepared to launch. Travis, what is Salvo authority? Hey, Francisco from the past or Paul from the past. What is Salvo authority? We, I still don't understand. I guess they don't know either. Uh, but <laughs> I am curious, uh, 
so now that we've watched this movie, we uh, it's time for the moment of truth. Do we rate The Rocketeer a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's definitely worth a rewatch if you saw it as a kid, as a lot of people that left us feedback did, <clears throat> or a young adult. But if you've never seen it before, like for instance, my, my, my bride Ashley has not seen this before, then don't go out. Don't take the time to watch it today. No one. Or do we rate it a tragic? It's not worth anyone's time today. If you've never seen it before, definitely keep it that way. And if you have seen it before and you remember have fond memories from a, as seen it as a kid, don't sully those memories with a rewatch. So let's start with, uh, let's start with Paul from the past. What was your final reign for? Or Paul 2012, what was your final reign for The Rocketeer? What makes a classic to me? Okay. Oh, yeah. Tell if us. If I was sitting around with a group of friends, they're just like, hey, let's put on a movie. And someone suggested this movie mm-hmm. or a movie I would consider a classic. I would say, yes, let's let's do it. I'm up for rewatching it. Let's do it. It's a fun flick. Okay. So The Rocketeer for me is a fun, fun flick. It's... Um, it is slow moving, but I I like it. I think it's a classic. Classic, okay. So it's a slow and boring classic. Wow. <laughs> Paul from the past. Paul or Paul today is much more jaded. It's like if it's slow and boring, it's out. <laughs> but um, Francisco from the past was your final rating: classic, nostalgic, or tragic? For me, I would have to say the Rocketeer's second class. Well, that's not a rating anymore, Whoa. Francisco, for the past, but I guess... <laughs> Welcome to the future. <laughs> that'd be the lowest rating, so tragic for Francisco from the past. Man, okay, harsh, harsh. Um, then let's go to our Rewind or Rewind Republic, which I think a lot of them, I was, I was asking around, and a lot of them haven't seen this movie either at all, or, or it's been so long that they haven't seen it. Um, so we don't have a rain from them. So we may end Yet. up in a draw. We'll see. Let's talk to us from the future. Well, let's first, let's see what we end up raining at Paul. So okay. what was your final rain for the Rocketeer Paul of today? Yes, this is Paul of today. Like right now when you're listening to this, <laughs> not yesterday when we recorded, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have to disagree with, uh, Paul of my past. Oh, really? Because at least this viewing, I did not enjoy it nearly as much as I did in the past. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, because it was just slow and boring, mm. I was not connecting with the characters like I'd want to. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So um, basically, would I recommend this for anybody? No. Mm. I, 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 a lot of the movies that we watched recently, um, I would say that I've rated a classic or even nostalgic. I would recommend over this. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I've come this close from rating it a tragic, but I won't because <laughs> I, there are people that do enjoy it. And uh-huh. for those people who enjoyed it, I, you might want like it again. Like, I did sometimes. I guess depends on my watch. I don't know. It's barely scrapes by as nostalgic for me. There are some fun elements. I mean, I've, I, I, I like the Rocketeer. I mean, I have the poster hanging up mm-hmm. in here. I even have the, uh, the big the, hardback the, thing. The Dave Stevens. This is the original, like, artwork that's oh, been really? copied like life size where oh, it, wow. it gets it. now Dave Stevens he's a fantastic or was a fantastic inker 
Is so did he like lose his hands or did he die? He died. Oh, okay. So he lost the ability to use his hands. He <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thought I cleared that up. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a, a great documentary on him. Uh, oh, cool. well, it's it's good. Okay. I don't know if it's great, but um, I'd also rate that nostalgic. <laughs> so, so, so what's I'm, your... the, my, the Rocketeer is nostalgic. For nostalgic. Me. It, I mean, it sure sounds like you're rated a tragic. Are you sure you don't want to just? Yeah, rate because tragic? there are people that enjoy it, and I'm glad. And there are some fun elements that are. Yeah, there are. There, there are some great things about this, like the design of the mm-hmm. Rocketeer. Yes. They kept it to yes. the original design, which they had to fight Disney for because oh. Disney wanted to change the helmet so they really? could actually see the people's face wearing it. It's, oh. And people are like, no, it's such a classic iconic. So if you watch the television CGI from 2019 that's made for toddlers, <laughs> they, they redid what? the the helmet there so they could see the character's face. It's oh terrible. I mean, so I mean, but. They, this movie did a lot of things right, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, it wasn't nah, a, nah. a right enough to boost it into classic for me. Wow. Okay. So it is, so so take so in ten more years. So we just have to wait like eleven more ten years. Ten more years. And it's definitely be a tragic. tragic. <laughs> it, it's going to be like bottom shelf fire dumpster, whatever you want to call it. Nice. Or uh, a little hat tip there to the bottom shelf um, podcast uh, for me. I guess I soften a little bit in my older age. Oh, because wow. Because unlike uh, Francisco 2012, uh, rating at second class, I actually, I enjoyed this a bit more. So I would rate nostalgic as well. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast, both past and future, or past and present, we rate The Rocketeer a disputed, highly disputed, nostalgic film. We'd recommend anyone who's seen it before go see it. But if you've never seen it before, keep it that way. But now it's time oh, to Oh, this means we don't get to talk to our future selves. I guess not. Uh, <laughs> but now it's time to get back to our... Uh, well, it's time to see what we're doing next. Oh, there's an escape pod over there. Let's uh, see if we can get it and head back and uh, take it back to the the Fakusa. See if we can get uh, all set up. But first, let's you know find out where we can find us all on the interwebs. Return to twenty XX overrated. The Comsats broadcasting while awaiting return coordinates. Travis, did you say t- returning to twenty XX is overrated? Overridden. Uh, overridden. No, I heard overrated. Salvo authority. Oh my god. We're not going to twenty XX. It's overrated. <laughs> It feels kind good of agree. to be Go in, nowhere. <laughs> to stay in 1991 for now, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to it or travel to it to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors. Namely, Deborah Powers, Geek Devotions, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Ruiz, Kenneth Inn, Fabius Lomax, Rosie Lomax, That's Our Babo, D. Tungsten, Dale, Mr. Lost, Gerald Hafner, Cool Deluxe, in addition to two other awesome patrons as well. Thank you so, Woo-hoo. so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help us keep flying and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, this stream is sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. Thanks, old-timey radio, oh, wow. dude. I, I didn't know that we had a <laughs> phonograph going. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Um, hey, Francisco. Yes. Uh, those I'm really thankful for all our supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there are some ways you can people can support the show without having to empty their wallets? Oh, you know, absolutely. Actually, you so you listening probably enjoyed this episode if you made it this far. So if you aren't driving, uh, please tap the share icon in your podcast player for this episode and send it to a friend saying, uh, "I know you like the Rocketeer. I thought you'd like to listen to this podcast where these two guys talk to their old." Uh, selves from 10 years ago and talk about the Rocketeer. Yeah. And I bet they'll thank you for it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> People talking to themselves from the past. I mean, how often do you hear that? Yeah. 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 This is like Back to the Future 2 type stuff going on right now. Or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. We want to uh, give a. We want to thank the people from the past, mainly ourselves. Mm-hmm. We want to give a pat on the back all the way to the past. Indeed. Um, so let's start with Francisco from 2012. How can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on? Sounds good. Uh, I don't really have anything new to plug. Uh, okay, I the next. I love to go and check out my show, dadsvoicepodcast.com, especially oh. if you're a dad or soon to be dad. And okay. uh, you can contact me also through the, the Facebook page or uh, through the email. Okay. Uh, except Dad's Voice Podcast. Uh, you did, you stopped doing that a long, long time ago, Francisco. Yeah, but nothing's ever fully <clears throat> deleted from the internet is what I heard. Good luck finding it. I mean, maybe you I was will. about to say, there's so many things I can't find on the internet that I did find. <laughs> I don't know where these people talk about, oh, it's always on the internet. <laughs> no, it's not. Some things are gone. Forever. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And Paul from 2012, what's up with you? You can contact me through the Retro Rewind Facebook and uh, friend me on there or message me on there. Uh, Or go to uh, Twitter. At Twitter, I am at pauljpowers.com. Is there a .com at the end of that? Sorry, there is not. (laughs) I have a web page called pauljpowers.com. Yeah, you do. You became it. Is it? It's it's outdated. I'm looking to revamp. Not it anymore. Soon, but okay. that's not a way to contact me. Gotcha. It so is now. The way to contact me would be at Paul J Powers for Twitter. Cool. Good or to go to pauljpowers.com where all my socials are there. Whoa, that's like a one stop shop for all things Paul. Jpowers.com. <laughs> Thank you again so much, uh, Francisco and Paul from 2012. And thank you to my awesome Rocketeering friend, Paul, and all you Rewinders, new and old, for another fun voyage. You're welcome. You want me to plug my website again? Okay. (laughs) You can find me, pauljpowers.com, at pauljpowers.com. Awesome. You can find me... Uh, not, I mean, you can find me through our website and Facebook also, but you mainly find me uh, on our Discord for show announcements or just to say hi. Join hey, us hey, there. Francisco from the past. What's a Discord? RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. It's a chat thing. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. 
That's right. We're part of culturebox.media now, not this Christian podcasting network <laughs> in 2012. We weren't but, a part of it back then. Oh, That's sorry like for people tw- from 2012. There's a lot of stuff that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but we're now part of uh, the Culture Box Media Network, where you can find all the shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. Thank you, XO, and thank you all for listening. We pray you're more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for the next movie we cover on the podcast, um, which we don't know will that be. That will be. Maybe it's a game. Maybe it's a game. But uh, follow along with our ship's logs for the audio drama part that sort of leads us to which movies we cover. For now, see you on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Rewinder to the Lost Pod mission complete. Review audio ship's logs for more details. Stick that welding torch in my ear, we'll call it the end of a perfect day. You